0: Thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach. I'm here with Laura. We are um, talking today about anger and anger management and what happens when you're flooded. Uh, maybe what happens when your partner's flooded and what are some strategies. I'm a big fan of just good strategy. Um, so stick around.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Hey. Hey. Hi. How's it going?
1: Good. You know what I just got? No. It it seems to be that while we are uh, doing our podcast, I have like the the Amazon delivery service, but I just got a a backpack in the mail. You know what? This episode is brought to you by Nomadic. Um, (laughs) Because I I travel so much, I really wanted to have a backpack that I could just put all of my clothing in because I'm only gone for a day or two to present, Um, but also something that I could put my laptop and all that in. And I ordered this backpack and I'm so stoked for this backpack hey, if you're
0: hey, hey what I wrote a song about a backpack do you want to hear it
1: of course I want to hear you sing sing it goes,
0: it. it goes like this backpack 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 backpack. I know pack. this song
1: I'm uh-huh. your
0: backpack loaded up with things and knickknacks to <laughs> anything that you might need I've got inside for you backpack backpack backpack, backpack I wrote that
1: backpack song. no you didn't you can't say that <laughs> We will get in trouble by whomever the the maker of Dora is. Whoever wrote that little jingle, Dora the Explorer, owns that song. Yeah. But you sound lovely singing it.
0: Yeah, it's one of my it's one of my go to karaoke songs.
1: No, it's not. No,
0: it's not. But you know, do you what have is? a go to? I do. It's, what is uh, it? It's Les Poissons from the uh, Little Mermaid. How does that go? Les. Wow. song les poissons. How I love les poissons. Love to chop and to serve little fish. It's the chef who's chasing the the, ch- Is the it crab around lobster? the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, he's chasing he's chasing Sebastian around the kitchen. The chef. Wow. Yeah.
1: It's been a long time since I. I. That's not my go-to for sure. Yeah. I don't really have a go-to. I think that it's probably something that's really crappy that nobody wants to hear, like Britney Spears. But uh, that was the back in the day where I knew all of her songs.
0: I also like to sing um, "Stray Cat Strut."
1: My husband has a cat song. He sings something about, um, there's a cat on my foot and I want to touch it.
0: Kitty there's on my, my foot kitty. and I want to yeah, touch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his go-to and it's amazing. It's and always then, a crowd pleaser.
0: And then I have, a, I have an acoustic version of Baby Got Back. Okay. Yeah. Is it slow? Yeah, it goes like, I like big butts and I cannot lie. You are the brothers can't deny, <laughs> can't when, deny. A gr- when a girl like, walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing. That's so. And people are like, what is happening right now? That, I, that, but I they don't like understand. it. They're. They're they're intrigued
1: because they don't know like the tune, but they definitely know the words and they're into it. Yeah. Man. Okay. So that should be probably if I'm going to add to my, remember when I told you that each month I'm going to have a new Mm -hmm. sort of focus for the month resolution at this month, I'm making beds and I'm flossing and both of them are going awful, really bad. It's all right. Um, I'm probably like maybe one every five days on the flossing and every other day on the the bed making, but I'm reading at night, which is a big deal. That's a new one. OK, um, but I think I think I should add that I need to perfect a karaoke song. Don't you yeah. think everybody needs to have a karaoke 100%. song?
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, You need to get up there and people be like, what what's going to happen? And then you nail mm-hmm. it and they're like, I didn't know you could sing. But yeah. you yeah. But see, the reason I do like Les Poissons is because it's novelty, right? You got people are mm-hmm. they just they love it. Because you're not going up and, there.
1: And to have you of all people singing right. it up there. It's not yeah. like a twelve year old girl or like a yeah. four year old or something. I, I love I it. I pulled
0: it out last year at uh in Cabo at the uh there was like a karaoke at the um like at the open bar one night and my yeah. kids and yeah. parents and everything, and I'm I, I walk around the room and I'm like you know, slamming <laughs> the thing. The, <laughs> I cut this one <laughs> It was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: I love I love vacation Zach. This the stories yeah. that you describe about your magician friend oh, and yeah, you. He's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Next if you year. ever go to
0: Cabo San Lucas and you're listening, you should contact us because I have a magician in Cabo that we get we see every single time. We call him up and he comes out to our restaurant and he works our table and he's he's incredible. So just let us know if you're going Maybe to Cabo you could
1: do a you could do a trade for services, Zach. You could yeah. sing to him and he could be your magician. <laughs>
0: Seriously.
1: <laughs> I want to take a moment and invite you to an opportunity to connect with Zach and I in the flesh over a weekend couples retreat in Seattle, Washington. We host couples retreats quarterly, and our next retreat is happening on March 22nd and 23rd in Seattle. And if you think you have learned a thing or two from this podcast, just wait until we unleash the truth bombs on you in this workshop. This retreat will have you rediscovering your connection, learning the principles of successful conflict management, and getting on the same page about your future. I do want you to register early, like today, because we're cutting off our registration at only 25 couples so that you can get the most out of us on March 22nd and 23rd in Seattle, Washington. Just go to Marriagetherapyradio.com and click on the tab at the top that says Workshops to learn more. Okay, well, well, let's get serious now because we're talking about a question that we had somebody write in about. Do you do you have it pulled up? Can you read? Yeah. Um,
0: um, well, hold on. You made me do something else. So. Um,
1: how dare I? I made you look at nomadic bags.
0: Yeah, That's the I, second I hope, time I've mentioned I hope it. Nomadic is excited about uh, sponsoring us when they find out.
1: Right. <laughs> you know what I do? I put all of my Coco New Lube and my Uber Lube into my oh, nomadic good bag.
0: Grief. Hey. And sometimes. So this lady wrote <laughs> us in, and she's like asking about dealing with a spouse that has anger management and she's not talking about mm-hmm. abuse or violence just that everything escalates quickly turns into a fight or an argument so i guess a question about what happens when you have one partner who's say quick to anger
1: mhm and my guess is it's not her <laughs> right yeah. yeah it's most often it's most often the other person who is saying what do I do when my partner is quick to anger? How do I, I fix my anger? partner? <laughs> how do I fix my partner or how do I change my own responses so that I'm not just, in, you know, instigating or feeding into that anger management cycle or that lack of anger management, I should say? Yeah. Um, what says you, Zachary Brittle?
0: Um, well, to me, it's a couple things, right? I mean, I'm, I'm always fascinated that the, that, the, that the primary skill in conflict management is learning how to self-soothe. Um, Mm. But that does require a piece of awareness, right? I mean, if you've got a partner who's quick to flood or is quick to anger, they need to acknowledge that they're quick to anger and that it's not helpful. And that's sometimes it's tough. I mean, I know it was for me. I was super defensive for a really long time. So anytime Rebecca would remind me of how defensive Mm. I was, I wasn't about to be like, yeah, you're probably right. I should Mm self-soothe. My Mm go-to line was, well, you're being offensive. Um, (laughs) So... It's. I think there's a little bit of uh, self-awareness that needs to be encouraged and invited. Um, only, only if it's at th- this level, which is when you escalate, it's a bad strategy. Right. It's a. It's yeah. not a good tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I can talk you know about what? that a little Sometimes bit more in a second.
1: Yeah. Um, I had a client recently, same situation, sort of quick to react, I would say. Um, rather than putting this like need for anger management, it was just there was this reactivity level that was so fast. It was, it was immediate. And sometimes it's really hard to talk to your partner in the context of your relationship and say, when you do this, I don't like it. But if you can take it out, because all of your conflict management skills they are directly applicable to any other situation in your life. So, mm-hmm. when I talked to when I talked to this particular person, I said, "Let's just not talk about your reactivity within the context of your relationship. Let's talk about your reactivity in context of the people that you work with." Yeah. Like if if you flew off the handle at work and you said some of the things that you say to your spouse at work, you would get fired. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not okay. So, let's work on this so that you can get better at work. And so it's like all of a sudden it flipped it and they're like, yeah, this can serve me because sometimes you feel almost like a sense of privilege that you get to fly off the handle and you get to be out of control in the context of your relationship. But you don't have that same privilege at work. Mm -hmm. You don't get to berate your, you know, your coworkers and you don't get to yell and you don't get to throw papers around. Um, although I've seen some pretty amazing movies that have some scenes like that.
0: (laughs) Well, and you know, just as a side note, I, I say this often, which is the other thing you don't get to do with your people at work is have sex with them, you know, Mm -hmm. because both sex and conflict are intimate. I mean, yeah. And so we do, we do, um, sort of dip into privileges that we don't have with everyday people, but we do know how to do it. We do know how to Remain calm. We do know how to manage our emotions. So at mm-hmm. some level, we just need to understand again that strategically, it's a bad idea to mm. to get loud or to get um, to get not to get angry. Angry's anger's fine. Angers anger's inform informative. But to get angry in a way that it becomes counterproductive is just it's just frankly a waste of time.
1: Mm. I think um, you just brought up a valid point and I want to kind of dive in just a little bit more about that because you said anger is informative. And I and we talked about emotions, how both of us were sort of experiencing a whole like rainbow of emotions last Mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's important for us to talk about how emotions are informative and that we should pay attention to them. And sometimes when people get angry and they fly off the handle or whatever, they are not paying attention to the motions or being curious as to where they're coming from mm-hmm. or why they're having them. Mm-hmm. They're just moving past them. And um, can you tell me a little bit about your phrase, anger is informative?
0: Well, I mean, anger, it tells us something, right? It tells us that something is not right or something's not just. And I think its I think the reason it's important to pay attention is because... If I say this about trust a lot, but I'll I'll say it about anger. If person A says to person B, I'm angry with you, it could be that person A is especially prone to anger. They've been trained from childhood that anger is a go-to emotion that they need to tap into and protect themselves. Mm -hmm. It could be Mm -hmm. because person B did something that caused them to be upset and caused them to be angry. It could be that person B betrayed them or person B let them down or person B, you know, said something offensive, but mm-hmm. it's usually some, some mix. And I think you have to be able to pay attention to the part that is in you. That is just, mm. it's just, it's, it's coming from you or coming from your story or coming from your history. Um, So that There's a- you can, you can look at the part that's real um, in, in, say in your partner and And then deal with it appropriately because the part Mm -hmm. that flies off the handle is the part that's about us.
1: Mm. There's an image and I pulled it up. uh, So when I do virtual therapy with my couples, what I can do is I can share my screen. So I I pulled this image up. And for those of you who are listening, and maybe you'll get home because I don't, if you're listening in the car, don't do this, (laughs) Um, but just Google anger iceberg And what you'll find is this image where anger is at the tip of the iceberg, what you're seeing Mm -hmm. above the water level. And underneath the water level are all these other emotions that are actually happening. And that's the piece that I like for people to focus on is if you're experiencing anger or your partner's experiencing anger, that's all you're seeing. It's the tip of the iceberg that's above the water. But what's really happening is what's below the water. Mm -hmm. And that's where as a partner because the the listener that wrote in our guess is that it's her partner that is okay. uh that's angry that's, a that's guess. my guess yeah. yeah uh and so part of it is being curious and trying to get to the root of it if you can stay patient enough to communicate with your partner even though they're angry and they're they're frustrated or whatever it might be asking what else is underneath mm-hmm. like getting really curious about what's underneath the water level is it that you're feeling lonely is it that you're feeling um, like there's something that's unjust, disappointed, is that,
0: jealous. Uh-huh,
1: you know. Oh, so many of the softer emotions, but you just don't get to the root of those. And it's really hard to be a partner and be empathetic when all you see is anger. Mm. But if you can understand what's underneath the water level, what that your partner's feeling, um, all of the other softer emotions, that's where you can start to feel a little bit more empathetic. And it's a lot easier to be in a partnership with somebody when you understand more of the story. Mm. But it requires you to have patience and to, to do a little bit digger-deeping. Digger-deep. digger, deeping, digger deep, deeper, deeping.
0: Sure. Deeper-digging. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: You know, there's um, <laughs> two ways. I mean, I think about that in another way. You remember that movie, um, Inside Out, where all those emotions live up in that little girl's head? Yeah. Um, and anger is red, right? Anger is um, – mm-hmm. I forget who plays anger, but anger is red. But I'd say, okay, so anger is red. But you know what else is red? Crimson and rose and pink and scarlet. And all kinds of shades of this, this thing. And so sometimes it's important just to find the, the shade. Here's something else Mm -hmm. though. Like, um, so that's just another frame for your iceberg metaphor. But the other thing I was just thinking about is to be, to, to understand where, what is anger coming from? And this, so last week I told you that it was snowpocalypse and I was stir crazy and Rebecca was sick. She actually had the flu and. So I'm trying to be as gentle and as pleasant and as kind as possible. And I realized that I'm not getting what I want from Rebecca. And partly because I'm Mm -hmm. being so nice and she's just letting herself be sick. Mm -hmm. And then I got super mad about something (laughs) dumb. Like, and I got...
1: I I just, I remembered this. You did say you were frustrated. I remember this. Yeah.
0: I got super mad about something dumb and I realized it was because I wanted her attention. Mm. It wasn't even like actually mad about something. I was just like, all my other strategies weren't working. So the, the reality is I can choose to get mad. I got her attention. It was mm-hmm. negative. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think sometimes anger can let you know, Hey, what you want, maybe you just need to ask for what you want, which is, Ooh. Hey, I need, I'm feeling angry about this and I need more attention or I'm feeling angry about this and I need, um, I need a break or I need a nap or I need, um, you know, some, Mm. some guy time or something, Mm. you know, I don't know what exactly, but.
1: I love that. So if, um, if you're the partner and your partner is the one that's experiencing anger, maybe we can slow down one, we can try and understand what's underneath the iceberg. Like what other feelings are there? And two, you can ask your partner what they need. And I think that's an important piece of the puzzle that we, we haven't talked about yet is that oftentimes under anger and resentment is this feeling like you have this unmet need, mm. hope, dream mm-hmm. for the future. Yep. And when you feel like you're getting blocked from getting whatever it is that you want, your hope, your need, your wish, um, that's when resentment starts to build. Mm-hmm. And that's when anger starts to show up. So if we can pause for a moment and ask our partner, what do you need in this moment? Like, what is it that you need? Wow. Wow. That would probably be like uh, pretty, pretty soothing to the person who's feeling angry. Although, yeah, let's let's talk for a second about how difficult it is to talk or be in conversation with a partner when they're emotionally flooded, because we're talking about reasonable strategies. But if you have a partner that is angry, they're not being reasonable at that moment. <clears throat> Their prefrontal cortex is out the door. Well, no, so can you Hold talk? On.
0: no, not if they're angry, but if they're flooded.
1: If they're flooded. Yeah. Exactly. Because
0: again, anger but is okay. For some anger people, is allowed, but that's be- right. being being emotionally flooded or physiologically aroused is the part that prevents you from being able to have a meaningful conversation.
1: Right. So, how do you know when you are, we'll just talk in, in the first person, but how do you know when you are feeling, is that first person?
0: Me, Zach?
1: Yes. So, how would you know if you are feeling emotionally flooded? <clears throat> what are some of the signs?
0: Uh, well, mine is unique, as I've because I've talked about it a whole bunch of times, and nobody else says it. But my back starts to sweat.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So, well, I think sweat in general is probably a pretty good indication. Yeah, but I, I sweat a lot in my armpits. But
0: the other one is, um, I can just tell because my, you know, t- typically the the main indicator is that your pulse goes up um, or that your heartbeat mm-hmm. starts to race. Um, and the people who are paying attention to that, you know, sometimes you have to literally take your own pulse, but. I'm attuned enough to my own kind of emotional ranges that, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, based also what I said last week is I, I'm on these meds that I don't get flooded very easily. I just, I stay pretty, pretty flat. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's notice it's notable when I am escalated because it's severe Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's an important piece. So you go into essentially what we're talking about is when you're feeling emotionally flooded and you are not in a state where you can have a conversation with your partner. So as much as you notice that your partner is angry and they're emotionally flooded and we've just given you these great tips today of how to how to have a conversation and how to manage, help manage that anger. um, It's not going to work because if your partner is in a state of feeling uh, like they need to flee or fly or. What is it? Freeze? Yeah. There's all sorts flight, of different ones. Faint. There we go. Faint. Yeah. There's a lot of F's. Yeah. Um if you just go, fuck, yeah. my my, my partner. Wow, okay. I know I really dro- I dropped yeah. it. I dropped it. Hey. That was another F
0: word. It goes back to the beginning though, right? I think the angry person has a responsibility to pay attention yeah. to their themselves and to learn how to self-soothe for mm. themselves. Like and that has mm-hmm. to be if that can't be a demand that you put on your partner, it it should at least be understood as it's a bad strategy to escalate an argument and expect that there's something to be gained. That's, it's just not a helpful yeah. strategy. Did yeah. anybody ever get what they wanted by losing their shit?
1: <laughs> just dropping all yeah. the, all the curse I mean, I'm sure you get what you sailors. want, but you don't
0: get the thing that you really want, which is to feel more connected and less sad, right? Yeah. That, that tends yeah. to be the cost of, you know, losing your temper.
1: And if you're listening to this and you notice that your partner is escalating, you notice that your partner's flooded, then call a break. Say, you know what? I think it's a really good opportunity right now. Let's just, let's take a 20 minute break. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to walk the dog. And when I come back, um, make sure it's been 20, 25 minutes. That's how long it actually takes your body to self-soothe, to come back to its normal state. Your heart rate goes back down. Your body stops flushing all of the chemicals, the cortisol. And
0: yeah. um, So so, here's a neat trick too, which is if you think your partner is flooded, and is getting like overwhelmed with the argument. The best thing for you to say is, I think I'm getting flooded right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I need a break.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because if you, if you just want to piss your partner off more, you just start you're, pointing your finger you're out flooded. And <laughs> diagnose them. Well, work. you're clearly flooded. You need to take a break. Yeah. Why don't you go sit in the corner over there and that calm down? That doesn't work. No. All right. Well, hopefully we gave some important things. And I think the important piece that you kept saying, and you you say this often, is that you have to have some sense of awareness and ownness um, to be able to take care of your own self. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I recognize that it was our listener who wrote in that's probably writing about her partner and is looking for strategies of how to be in that partnership mm-hmm. when their partner is experiencing that. So hopefully we gave you some tips as well. And probably most important, don't point your finger at your partner and say, Zach and Laura said you need to take a break because you're flooded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, um, please send us more ideas. If you want to call in and uh, let us know what you want us us to talk about, you can always email as well, info at forbetter.us. And clearly we're getting plenty of emails because we just keep taking these listener questions. I know. uh, Until next time, Zach. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Just want to give you a heads up. For those of you who are our patrons, uh, which basically means that you sponsor us for $10 or more a month by going to MarriageTherapyRadio.com and clicking on the tab that says Patreon. Um, That just basically helps us to pay our bills and um, and make this hobby a little less expensive for Zach and myself. But for those of you who are patrons at the $10 Mark or more, we invite you to our monthly clinics. Our next one is coming up on Tuesday, March 5th at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I want you to mark your calendar. Uh, You'll be getting an exclusive email invite to our Zoom meetings that you'll be able to see our faces and interact with us, ask questions in real time. If you have a topic that you're interested in us specifically diving into, we get a lot of you wanting to hear about sex. Um, We have some interest in creating shared dreams and value systems, which is basically your way of connecting on the same page. I call it the same page mentality. Um, But give us some ideas. It's info at forbetter.us. But more importantly, I wanted to thank you all for listening and putting time and energy into making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death